This is a Spark Sunderland original podcast. This is The Onion Bag with Dom Aberdeen, Jack Ostwick and Liam Caffrey. On Spark. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Onion Bag on Spark. I'm Dom Aberdeen and with me, still no Liam Caffrey. What's He's going gone on? again. But Jack Ostwick's here, it's fine. It's I fine. am, as always, I'm here. But yeah, we've got... Caffrey absent once again two weeks in the box. What's he doing? However, he's got a good excuse this week. He has somehow, in 2023, caught COVID-19. How do you, how do you even do that? In 2023. No, we're here once again. Football, football, football. That's all it is. That's yeah. the agenda. The EFL calendar ends this weekend. The league yeah. season anyway, the regular season. But we do have the playoffs, of course. The last week proper of the EFL. We'll be sure to get in everything. And then, that's it. hopefully, we can end on a high. Maybe it's not the end of Sunderland mm-hmm. on this podcast this season. I mean, we'll have to win. So. That's the dream. Spark. Before we get into the uh, the roundup of the Northeast, we ran a poll a few episodes ago about uh, whether you rate Lyndon Gooch or not. Because uh, towards the end of said episode, Liam went on a bit of a tangent. God rest his soul. He's not dead. He's just got COVID. Mm. Uh, and yeah, so we ran a poll. Do you rate Lyndon Gooch? Sixty-seven percent of you said yes. Thirty-three said no. The results. Reflect this podcast in a way. Yeah. Two thirds of us are like fan of him, like he's a good player, and there's one who. I think he's been alright this season. Mm-hmm. I thought. Never really done anything personally to upset me. I know, yeah. So he's majority liked. Can't block a cross, apparently, though. Yeah. I mean, he just struggles with that. He's sure, though. Come on. Get it. But he does a bit. He's, he's, a, he's a passion merchant. He's got the best name in football, so. I don't know, Papa Booba Diop is uh, quite a name to mm-hmm. cheers, but Lyndon Gooch is up there. But uh, where we're going to start is St. James's Park, where Newcastle beat Southampton 3-1. Uh, Southampton actually took the lead, to many people's surprise. Callum Wilson coming on as a second-half sub, denied a hat-trick by VR. Gordon actually came off for Wilson. It kind of really sums up... Uh, Gordon's move to St. James's, really. So far, it has not panned out. He would have probably liked it. No. Uh, yeah. He's still yet to settle. I do think he'll come good, but... I mean, I mean, he is making loads of money, so I don't think he'll be too bothered. His, uh, his former employees could be facing the drop. Mm. Uh, so I don't think he'll be that bothered. No, I'm sure he'll live. But uh, that victory secured European football for the Magpies for the first time since 2012, where Alan Pardew somehow got them to fifth. <laughs> how, he, how he did that is uh, still beyond me now. But, you know, times have changed, and... Uh, yeah, we'll just uh, have to hope they don't do very well. I think they're probably going to go on and get Champions League now, though. Group they? of death, group of death, group of death. Yeah, yeah. Please. Hope so, hope so. Uh, elsewhere in the northeast, uh Berra somehow lost to Rotherham. I mean, it was a May day indeed. Proper, proper distress there, but that result means that the Millers survive another season in the Championship. It's now between Huddersfield and Redden for the drop now. They do play... As we're recording this, so this might be irrelevant come the time this comes out. Mm. Redmond um, might be already down, but who knows? I know that that's the first time. Well, next season will be the first time in seven seasons Rotherham have played in the same division two years consecutively. Really? Because obviously they've just kept going up and down, up and down. <laughs> it's the first time in seven years they've held their status. Never a dull moment, Rotherham fans. Yeah, they've, they've always got some enjoyment going on in their lives. I <laughs> hope Borough will hope that doesn't dampen their momentum too much. I, and, I uh, doubt it. Obviously, they could do us a favour on the final day. Yeah, they've got, they've got Coventry on, uh, on Monday. Monday. But 
we'll have to see how that goes. But uh, speaking of speaking of us, Sutherland two, Watford two, a last minute screamer from Patrick Roberts rescued a point for the Black Cats. Playoffs are now out of our hands. Mm-hmm. They're back out, yeah. However, th- there is some stuff which we'll go into detail later on in the show of how it could go out. But overall, quite a underwhelming performance. Yeah, it wasn't great. I, I I thought we'd do a bit better than that. I think obviously the two goals came from corners, and that's yeah. a reflection of our lack of centre backs at the minute. Really, a lack of especially talls, physical yeah, centre backs. Yeah, it, it kind of does uh, paint a picture of uh, of the season so far. But just, it was a good resurgence, and the point could prove very very important in come the end. So but we'll see. In hindsight, you need to look at a lot of clubs have it worse. And speaking of that, another thing we'll get into detail today. Hartlepool uh, beat Barrow 3-1 at home on the final home game of the season. However, Crawley's 0-0 draw with Walsall means the Pools return to the National League despite this victory. I mean, quick quick summary on it as a as a resident Pooley. I mean, it's just it's quite... It, they were nil done to win this game, by the way. Absolutely nil done. Knowing that um, Crawley only needed a point, so effectively they were down. Right? Crawley all needed a point. If there's one game to show up in, it's the game last week against Crawley, but they decided to play in this game against Barrow. And uh, there's a few players left out. John Askey made some um, quite powerful comments after the game about the likes of Mo Silla, basically. He said Mo Silla. He came in this season and been good. He's had some all right games. Like He was quite... He, the fans warned him quite a lot, but John Askey said something along the lines of, I hope he gets what he deserves because he thinks he deserves quite a lot. Ooh. More than what he should I mean yeah so it, it they, they were just they were bound to win this game and it ended up meaning nothing yeah simply Crawley you know needed a point they got that point and they, they'll be in League 2 next year and Pools within two years of being in the Football League are straight back right back in the mud it's a shame you have to say but mm-hmm. they will be joining Gateshead who we'll get on to now uh, ending their return to the National League in 14th and round off with a 4-0 win over Maidenhead FA Trophy versus Halifax in two weeks' time. Yeah, look a forward Wembley to trip as well. Little trip to Wembley. It's yeah. not a uh, good. Uh, oh. It's not bad to end your season, is it? Mm-hmm. Good. Good luck to them. I'm sure they do that because uh, Mike Williamson's turned it around this second half of the year and kept them quite a solid position in the league mm. for when they looked quite in trouble. But yeah, maybe mm. they'll kick on next year a little bit. Well, speaking of turnarounds, we go on about a turnaround. We've been mentioned a lot in these northeast rounds up. Uh, Darlington, to everyone's surprise, won a game. <laughs> a little they, bit too late, Darlow. I mean, how how late do you want to leave it to start winning games? They beat uh, Peterborough Sports uh, one nil away. Started twenty twenty three, like we've said, almost every single episode at the top of the pile this calendar year, and end the season in tenth place. Only five wins in twenty three games this calendar year. Just I mean. Like the, you look at that, right? I think they ended up one point outside the playoffs, right? You win five and twenty-three from being top of the league. You win one more of them, you're in the playoffs, which is the minimum you should be when you're at one point top of the league. Bare minimum. Ten players. I, I tweeted about it uh, the day before about the playoff race in the National League North, which is insane. There was ten teams going for four spots, and um, darling, as much as they won, didn't make it due to results and. It's just a ridiculous fall off, like, and then the wait till the last game of the season to finally win the game. Just. <laughs> well, another team who was uh, in playoff contentions, uh, Spenny, beat. They did what they have to do. They they beat Farsley Celtic. 
they finished outside the playoffs on goal difference. So they finished level on points with Gloucester, but superior goal difference made it just just not enough. But they, they oh. did win the above Darlow trophy though. So Yeah, well, they did. So somehow What a trophy. Somehow they finished above Darlington. <laughs> However, after this, they uh, played at the Stadium of Light for the Durham Challenge Cup final. Uh, however, it was a 1-1 draw in normal time, and then Heaven won 5-4 on penalties. So, not a great end for what's been a moderately successful season up up until then. But, you know, you, you've just got to try and kick on and see how far you can go next season. That's really all you can do when you're... In that uh, in that situation, it's just been a bit unlucky. They won the playoff. They lost the playoff final a few years ago as well, didn't mm. they? They won the playoff final and they lost that on penalty as well. So, so it's keeping their own there. Yeah, if you if in if at first you don't succeed, what else can you really do? We're going to the final team in the National League North. We we had a big section on this now. We did. Didn't we? we had a proper talk about Blythe uh, Spartans looked dead in the water. They had they had to beat Hereford to stay up. And they did, scoring five in the process. Five nil. Securing their place in the National League North for another season. Meaning there's four Northeast teams in the division now. Is that Shield, Spenny? Blythe and Darlow. Blythe, Darlow, yeah. Oh, so, interesting. A few, uh, uh, few that, local trips. Uh, some way to do it. I'm a, yeah, I, I mentioned about the fact that the relegation race, it was like obviously Blythe, um, Kettering, also Farsley Celtic, who. Uh, Spenny Mill play could also go down. Bradford Park Avenue was still in it. But Blythe basically knew if you win, there's a good chance of getting out of it. It it didn't uh, look like it was gonna happen God. for them, but my God, that what a way to uh, yeah. what a way to announce you staying in the division. You know, Michael Spellman scored the opener as well, Sunderland Loney. <laughs> Michael Spellman. Well there the you, there you do go. And then Darren Women won two one away at Lewes to finish the season seventh. And we spoke about South Shields briefly last episode uh, after Kevin Phillips inexplicably walked out the job Julio Arca has been named as his replacement Julio <laughs> a uh, fan favourite here in the North East also a former Shields player and he announced Tommy Miller as his number two in his coaching staff so there's plenty of uh, people who know what it means to play football in the North East in Shields hopefully the future's still bright for the Mariners yeah and outside the North East, I thought this was worth saying. We're going a quick trip back in our favourite friends in League One. What a division. Uh, Plymouth and Ipswich both secured promotion back to the Championship at the weekend after victories over Burton and Exeter, respectfully. I mean, Nathan Broadhead is a some boy. Uh, Ipswich, man. Yeah, Ipswich like, are a fantastic We're talking about Blythe staying up in some fashion. Ipswich were 5 up in 30 minutes. That. You know, you, you go into them games, you're nervous. The nerves are killed by half three. It's game over, you know. You're I mean, up, scoring you're five in 90 is impressive yeah. enough, but... And they, they end up winning that 6-0. Plymouth only won 1-0, but doesn't matter, it's enough. If, uh, it's still a title race. Yeah, there is, and it's so. going to be a tasty title race. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Ipswich win on, well, even score a goal uh, at the weekend... They will uh, break the record uh, goal difference tally. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's just it's about plus sixty or something. Yeah, something like it's that. a joke, Crazy. absolute joke. 
They could. Uh, it would be good to see him in Championship next year. I genuinely think if there's a bit of investment in there, they're a big club. They could push on and like do something similar to what we've done this year. Well, I saw someone say they uh, they nailed. They were apparently nailed on top six next season. Maybe not nailed. On, maybe he's maybe he's not nailed I mean, on. I, I do think he'll finish in the top half though. Maybe even push it a little bit. We'll have to see how they get on. Sparksunderland.com. So we'll start this uh, little AFL swan song with Harley Pill as they are also saying goodbye to the AFL. Relegated back to the National League just after two seasons back in the AFL. It feels like just the other week it was that playoff final against Torquay. I mean, what went what went wrong? I mean, look at the two clubs in that playoff final. Torquay yeah. just got relegated National League South as well. They got relegated this weekend. I mean, but Pill was just just absolute state like this clueless running of a football club, just total inability, inept stubbornness in a way as well, quite stubborn. Um just not really changing, not obviously not selling like we know we've mentioned before what could have been at Hartlepool. Yeah, the the um sort of what's the word? Founders, I guess organizers, that's a better word of like the pools they obviously if you're aware, I'm sure you are. The tradition for Hartlepool fans is they dress up on the final day of the season. One final of the, away day of the season. One sorry. of the best traditions in English football, by yeah, the way. It's brilliant. They've dressed up in the past as uh, clowns. I went last year, uh, me and my mates went to Scunthorpe and they dressed up as doctors. <laughs> that was good. Um, the Morris dancers, the Thunderbirds. Yeah, they've done Smurfs all sorts. was uh, one of my personal Smurfs, favorites. Smurfs was a good that one. Was a good I like that one. Um, I want to say Stormtroopers as well. Yeah, they've once. done that one. They've done that one. Uh, Fantastic. The organisers have said that they're not going to happen now, and apparently that's got nothing to do with the relegation. They have done it before when being relegated, so probably that's fair to believe, but there are some people floating about saying they're going to dress up as cowboys. Maybe not everyone, but a few people might do that. Um, but on the whole, it's just, it just, just the whole mood around the club's really, really glum right now. Um, no, I'm not just, surprised. You feel like after last year, you know, they, they ended up finishing 17th, but they had a really good first half of the year. Got the Papa John semi-final. We're a penalty kick away from Wembley. And it's just, this season has just been an absolute disaster. Obviously, the club's now up for sale. I suppose uh, Darlington fans and Pills fans can come together to agree that Raj Singh is... Clueless. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty uh, pretty inept on what he does. Um, it's just it's just not nice to see. Like, the town, they've got, we've got a really passionate town who love the football club. You know, they love going every Saturday... The town deserves a football league club. Mm. Unfortunately, they don't have that anymore. And, you know, there's always, like, the, they never say die, we will be back. They will be back. Hopefully, it's not four years like it took last time, four or five years. Realistically, how long do you see it being? It totally depends. Who like, gets... from from right from now, where do you see it see, really going? Even, like, the, the past couple of days, I've been, like, just sat myself thinking, like, oh, you know, it'll be a bit, be a bit of fun of a National League tour. You, know, you get, get games like York, Gated away, things like that. Um, but right now, it it fully depends who the club goes to. If the club goes somewhere safe fans with a bit of money, I would say it being two years maybe. But if they go in a troubled place, like remember the first three years when they went out the first time, they finished below seventeenth every single time, and we nearly got relegated to the National League South. It's it's just it's hard to see a a positive. Like the light at the end of the tunnel right now, you can't mm. really see it because you don't. The club's sort of in limbo. Um, the ownership's a bit up in the air. We don't know what Rice Singh is going to do. Like, what sort of patience does he expect the fans to have before they're like, our, oh, like, 
come on, someone must have came in and wanted to buy it now and you're just being ridiculous. Hmm. And then obviously he's threatened to do whatever he wants with it, really. So we just need to see, but hopefully they can get some ownership, get some good funding. Apparently there's funding in place for next season. They're keeping Jaraski on, which is good because he's came in and done a decent job. If it just solidify themselves next year and maybe push on, but it's yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to say right now because no one really knows where the club stands at the moment. And obviously, it, the the story is just ridiculous how they're going to go to uh, Stockport on Monday. <laughs> so at the in uh, October, November of the first season, this is all really where it started to go downhill. Dave Chalner left for Stockport. Obviously, reasons came to be revealed because of the ownership, all things like that. Obviously, there's a lot of money involved in Stockport, so he was getting paid a hell of a lot more. He's gone to Stockport, got them promoted from the National League, won them the league. They've came in this year. Not only beat Pills 5 near the Victoria Park, they now play them on the final day of the season and there is the potential that if Stockport win, they could get promoted. Two years on the bounce and Dave Chalner would do that right in front of Pills. I would love to know what's going on. In that man's head, come that game, you know, because he does still have a lot of respect for the the, the fans and the players. It, I think a lot just went wrong at, at the very top, and hence why he left. You know, do you think people would be willing to do him the favour of uh, helping him go up, or do you think people will have a bit of uh, resilience, a bit of um, he's not, hesita- hesitation he, towards that? Yeah, he's not particularly well liked in the Hartlepool. I'm looking like I went to his, uh, I went to the game or two after he um he went to Stockport and like two games before they were singing like here we go Charlin's better <laughs> than Mourinho and then he left and then I can't say on this podcast some of the chants that were sang yeah like, I can I, imagine um, some of the things that were said yeah so it's just I'd, I'd know if Pools fan will want to see that and input the final nail in the coffin officially our last game in the football league for however long and Stockport potentially promoted to League One where <laughs> last season pools were in the league above them. It's quite scary but we'll it just shows how, how quickly um fortunes can change for football yeah, clubs. It, so. it can all change in no no time at all, which is and a lot of it does come down to ownership unfortunately. It's uh it's not what you you want to say, especially like like you say that a town like that deserves a uh, a club which is fighting in the AFL in the top four uh divisions but I dunno it's just it's one of those things where you can't really like you say you can't really put a certain direction on because you just do not know what's going to happen because for all for all we know if someone could buy Harleypool in the next 20 minutes and then all of this is out the window yeah it's changed like it's all changed but ownership has a big impact on football and like someone who wants to put money in the club I mean you see it like Gillingham at the point of like December were right in the rut bottom of the league they looked gone they really looked gone some Yanks come in, no. give them a bit of investment, add the most amazing January transfer window, and they ended up comfortably finishing like 15th, 16th, and probably will be getting promoted next year. Just a bit of money, just all, all you ask for, a bit of funding to get yourself back up, and then you're stable. As long as we don't play Gillingham ever again. Yeah, uh, I'd rather not. Some interesting memories of um, of Gillingham. Uh, one, Michael Mandron comes mm-hmm. to mind. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, no offence to any Gillingham fans out there. But yeah. I know there's not many of you. but um, You have got arguably the worst away end of the country. Sort of. A temporary. The temporary permanent stand. Mm. I was I was never lucky enough to uh, get to go in it. But Neither. 
and I, w- I don't wish to ever go into it. You know, just mm-hmm. just in case that opportunity comes around, I, w- I don't think I'll be debating it. Yeah. But you know, where Sunderland lives. So back into the championship, where it's all seen to be happening, and it's very uh, championship centered. This episode, we'll start the uh, start off with the the relegation fight. I mean, like we said earlier, Rotherham are safe after being better. QPR, I don't even, I can't even believe I'm saying this. QPR are safe. After How bad did they look? They looked like, as much as they've never been in the relegation zone, they looked as good as gone. They were so bad, they just couldn't win a game and they beat Burnley. And they're fine now. Michael Bale effect. That's what that is. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I can't believe that I've had to say the QPR have avoided relegation. I know. They were nailed on playoffs. And then it's crazy, isn't it? Bale goes to Rangers. Gareth Ainsworth comes in. They do a they do a bit of dancing and <laughs> they find themselves staring at League One. But no, they've they've survived. Uh, Cardiff are safe after beating no after Redden's draw with Wigan. Wigan and Blackpool are already down. So <laughs> what? Wigan getting relegated in ninety third minute against Redden as well. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> that was really I don't want to don't want to be that guy. You know, we we don't have any um, bitterness towards any football teams uh, here on the Union Bag, but uh, ha 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 uh, comes to mind when I think <laughs> of Wigan getting relegated. But uh, condolences to Blackpool, though. Uh, hopefully, you'll be back soon. Use are all sound. Now that's an away day. Yes, especially on New Year's Day. Oh yeah. Uh, twice in a row. Where so yeah, it's between Huddersfield and Redden who play each other on the final day. Uh, Huddersfield have a game in hand. Uh, like I say, it'll already been played by the time this goes out. I believe is this the point they need? Huddersfield uh, point against Sheffield United. Yeah, Redden are down. Mm-hmm. I mean, Redden the other week was celebrating the fact that their uh, their record points tally wasn't getting broken, but uh, they could be staring at League One. So that just goes to show how serious Redden's taking this relegation. Right? <laughs> I know. And near Warnock, by the way. <laughs> And to the fact, the fact you could keep them up against Sheffield United as well. I love that man. Quite come down now. But that, that win at Cardiff has as much as kept them up, really. Yeah. You'd be shocked if they don't get a point from at least one of Sheffield United or Redden. Playoff finalists last season. Yeah, it, it is a bit of a sad decline for them. I mean, they should never be down here after what they did last season. But I think we said that after two games, really, that yeah. they looked destined oh, to go down. so bad, didn't they? But Warnock. Has... Warnock bought Viva Warnock ball. In 2023, mastermind. He's out here doing the business, and hopefully he could do the business. I said this last week. I really don't know who, because I had Cardiff nailed on to go down, but they uh, they just scraped it. Mm. Huddersfield, for the the first half of the season alone, deserved to get relegated. Yeah. And Redden, Redden are just the most awkward team. They they had a they had a rich bit of form at the beginning of the season. They're really good at home. I remember. We were the first team to beat them away at their ground, but they were like fourth. Yeah, they were they were really good at one point, and then well, they weren't. They were just everyone else was average. And then come October, the the rot just started. I think, I mean, they had a they had a nice purple patch towards uh, Christmas, and then it all just it just all went back to pot. I mean, yeah. I'm looking at it now. They haven't they haven't won a game since late February. May come as a shock to you, but a team that employs Jeff Hendrick in 2023 yeah. is yeah. not very good at football. <laughs> Paul Ince is a um, managerial mastermind, yeah. some may say. He, 
he still employs a son. So <laughs> I mean, yeah, when you're playing your son, oh mate, it's not Sunday league. <laughs> I mean, when when you're 15 and you you're playing in your team and the coach has a as a kid and he's captain and he's on penalties and on set pieces, but we're looking at this in the championship. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit different. No, I, I do think words need to be had. I don't. Th- thing is with Tomins, uh, no Paulins, sorry. He just doesn't strike me as a motivational man manager. No. He just strikes me as a kind of a person who just go, just win, just win, lads. For me, and then you look at Warnock, this polar opposite. You gotta, you gotta enjoy it by being disciplined. You gotta die for three points. Yeah. If if Huddersfield go down, especially with a game in hand, it's a disgrace. Personally, mm-hmm. I can't see it happening, but that would be insane. That would just be mental. They're playing second place, Sheffield United, who've got nothing to play for. They should... They'll either nick a point or it'll be... Maybe it's a 1-0 Sheffield United. But that game is definitely one to watch uh, come Monday. I'm excited for it, personally. It's, it's all happening in the Championship. And I'm too excited about another game to be worrying about that one, I'll be honest. Should we, should we, should we segue into that one quickly? Yeah, the, uh, certain playoff fight going on, and it could go... Many, many, many ways. So, we'll qu- we'll quickly touch upon the Watford game because it's worth bringing. Well, we had Grace on the show last week, Watford fan. I mean, well, w- the first half I was thinking, God, these are awful. Yeah, like these are terrible. I think Daniel Backman was trying to aim for a fan with his goal kicks, <laughs> or or Tony Mowbray or something. I don't really know what he was doing. They kept just giving us the ball. I was like, I remember turning to my brother and going. Like, are these actually trying to give this? These to us? are horrid, horrid yeah, football. They are, yeah, really play some bad football. Back nine as well. That that was doing me head in. By the way, <laughs> who sets out? I don't care if you don't have anything to play for. Who goes out in a game of football with nine defenders and one lad sat on the centre circle? It was disgusting. I mean, yeah, we weren't great. Patrick Roberts before his goal, I thought looked completely out of it. I thought it was one of his. Arguably, I'd say that was his worst game in a Sunderland shirt. I just, I don't think Who? he was on it. Roberts. Before his goal, I just thought he just wasn't on it. Wasn't fitly good, no, I agree. I thought Diallo wasn't either. But Roberts turned good after our second. Yeah. Our, our first, sorry. And then. When yeah, 09 scored. Straight after our first, he like, we, we went for it in the momentum builds. He picked the ball up and he just, he just ran at someone and it got his shot blocked. But there was just, there were so many times in that first, even the second half, he was just, he either. His touch wasn't there. Yeah, he wasn't completing yeah. passes. He was a bit frustrating. Yes. There was a few times Diallo was just running straight and was shocked when someone was in front of him. Mm. It, I don't know. In in some cases, I think Diallo looked. It looked like he had a suitcase ready. He was like, "I've had me fun. I'm ready to get on the. Uh, I'm ready to get back on the train to Manchester now." Oh, but then when he, I don't know if you've seen it, like when he came round in front of the Roker end, yeah, he just stood there like an absolute god. Because <laughs> he is an absolute god and he deserves it, and he's just amazing. I don't think I've ever loved Aloni as much as I've loved Ahmad Diallo. He is genuinely one of the most technically gifted footballers that's ever played for us. I, th- I think he is. I, I I think he is the, in terms of technicality, he is the best footballer. To ever wear us on the chart. He could be there. He, he could be. He's just. He, no he's, one comes to mind. Maybe Sessignon. Yeah, Steph. That's what I was thinking as well. But he, he is just. He, he loves it as well. Yeah. Like we've had, we've had good ones who like. I I believe Sessignon like enjoyed it. Obviously, 
didn't really end very well, but he, he enjoyed it. loves it. He's proper bought into this club. Like, even if you've seen his blocks against West Brom the other day, like, he was proper putting his body on the line. He, he, he would die for it. He says the best footballer he's ever played with is Patrick Roberts. Yeah. I mean, there you go. That says it all. What I'm, a player. <laughs> I mean... I don't want to say he's wrong because he's not. Mm. It, Patrick Roberts is magic, and I can't believe uh, we're still having this honky bias even without without Liam Caffrey. Somehow we're still managing to go on a, a Sunderland love spray. But how can you not? When you've got people like Ahmad Diallo, and this is what this is the thing, right? We're not going to get Diallo, and Diallo is not going to play for us ever again. Probably not. No. I, I cannot see him coming back for another loan regardless of whether we go up or stay down uh, I don't see us getting anyone remotely close to his talent at all I think we, I think there is players similar to him and as good as him and as we improve we'll get better we'll get better players but right now but my god that kid could go to the top he oh will, no he, he could he will go to the very very <laughs> top of this football game um, you can tell that he's leaving because there's just the sorrow of being lost for words for me is just and obviously we'll know by full time if we've got playoffs or not and we'll know whether that's the last time we see Amadiello in a Southern shirt and it could be it potentially is, three more games in a uh, Southern yeah, shirt yeah but if not I will cry in that way and will you when I see him go and he <laughs> walks down that tunnel for the last time and that's the last time I ever see him in a Southern shirt oh my word and they start to wave into the way and start tearing up Looks like you're about to tear him now. Oh, man. He's what a player. Gorgeous football. I'm a lucky you have ever had him. Yeah, he was he was special. How have we gone from saying Ahmad didn't play well to just having an absolute... No, because he's a fantastic footballer. Yeah. He just wasn't on it yeah, on Saturday. But the so, other man, the other man, Patrick Roberts, who we've uh, also give all the love him for, that goal. It looked from when he hit it, I thought, "You idiot! That is so." Yeah, far that's what I said. Bar. I was like, "What are you doing?" That is so far. And then over it just, the, just the kept dip going. on it was just wow. How do you do that? Tremendous, absolutely beautiful footballer, and he just, he just see that's what I mean. Don't play well, just brings out that moment of magic that's probably kept us in the race. Oh, Patrick Roberts, mini Messi, he mini is Messi. our king. Every week, you'll see him running up and down the wing. So speaking of the race. Dom, what is the state of play for anyone well, who doesn't know? After the, uh, the points dropped by the Black Cats, you could say that it's not in our hands anymore. Well, not in their hands. It's not. It's not. Uh, but James Hunter from uh, the Chronicle did a piece on this. A uh, very good read. Uh, the route of the playoffs is simple, really. Sutherland must, and I, I cannot stress this enough, Yeah. must beat... Preston North End. If we don't, regardless of what else happens, it's it's out of our hands. We have to win. Simple as that. So we have to win, and we need one of the, the following two outcomes. So either neighbours Middlesbrough do us a favour and beat Coventry, or Millwall drop points against Blackburn. Now we'll we'll touch upon the Coventry bit first. If Coventry lose, Sunderland finish above them on either goal difference or goals scored. Uh, Coventry have two goals ahead of Sunderland in goal difference so realistically it's going to be uh, goal scored so if we say so say if we m- win by one they lose by one it'll be level on goal difference yeah, yeah. so we'll come down to goal scored yeah. but say say they lose 2-0 smash and grab Patrick Roberts 90 plus 4 playoffs good but um, even if 
Coventry get a point, it comes down to the Millwall Blackburn game. Yeah, so Coventry simply have to lose for us to finish above them. Yeah. Simple as that. So if Millwall fail to win, Sunderland finish above uh, them by either a point or goal difference. Simple, right? Yeah. Wrong. Because there is a... Very unlikely, but uh, there, there is a possibility uh, if West Brom travel to Swansea and beat them by four goals more than Sunderland beat Preston, the baggies overtake them on goal difference. It's it's very unlikely, but it's worth noting. Because last season, Bristol uh, Rovers needed to win 7-0, and yeah, they did. Yeah. So stories like this do happen. I'm going to say it now. I'm going to say it on the record. It's not happening. So it probably will now. That's there. Baggies. So it probably will happen now. Um, I think the panic starts when you when you read stats like that of just completely bonkers things that could happen. You're like, oh, well, that won't happen. I tell you what, right. You check the scores at half time. Oh. <laughs> yeah. West Brom are 3 0. Yeah. My mate Luke, right, who was a West Brom fan, obviously, where we're down West Brom, I've seen him. He's in the home end. I promise you, he listens to this, he will assure you there is 0% chance West Brom win by four goals. He is convinced they are the worst team to touch grass. Like, seriously. To touch grass? West Brom are just rubbish. They're rare. Like, obviously, yeah, it's a possibility. Like, it's still Mathematically, it could happen. If they... Will it happen? That's the question. It's it's not just, like, winning by four. Well, winning by four more. So they'd have to win by five, right? Um, Swansea are also good at home. Yeah. Like it's not like they're beating Wigan by five. Like Swansea are a good team as well. If they do that, then that's just ridiculous. Like you know, you just have playoffs. Yeah, that's true. Then there's also another one. If if, if this happens, I swear to God, <laughs> I'll do a naked streak of Sunderland. Right, well, that's that is on record. That is on record. If this happens, because I think my hair's safe. <laughs> I would do any. I would pay money to say this. If uh, so, quickly on that. If if West Brom travel to Swansea and they win by four, Sunderland uh, don't lose. Yeah, the baggies are in the plus. If this were to happen, Sunderland would need both the uh, the aforementioned eventualities to happen. So we'd need both uh, Conroy to lose and Millwall not to win to reach the final four. But Blackburn. Blackburn Rovers Football Club after the uh, <laughs> the run in they've had can mathematically still reach the playoffs. However, they would have to beat Millwall by fifteen goals. And that's only if we win though, isn't it? Yeah. That's only if us and West Brom win. Yeah. If if that's not the case, they just have to beat Millwall. Yeah. But if us and West Brom win, they have to win by fifteen. I, I will happily uh, bet my house on saying that's never happened before. Yeah, someone winning fifteen goals. Not even in Boxing Day, nineteen sixty-three, <laughs> have we seen fifteen goals scored by one team in one game? But could you imagine? No, right. Imagine. West, I kind of secretly, I want the West. I want West Brom to go three 0 up at one point for for our game to be nil nil and for their game to be three at three nil. Just just for the drama, because it's the drama, Mick. I'm just, I live for it. They just will probably go for it though, won't they? They'll just put everyone forward and score as many goals as possible. Oh, yeah. It's quite funny to watch. But uh, this is what I was, like, I was watching the Blackburn Luton game and I was just sort of thinking, like, I was thinking, sort of how work all out my head. I think a draw was the best favour for that because it basically meant 
Blackburn still have something to play for on the final day, meaning they will actually go for it against Millwall. And obviously, as we've said, a Millwall win is no good for us. So, Blackburn go for it, there's more chance to get a point, even a win. And a point effectively puts, right, it doesn't put them out of it, but it puts them out of it in our case, in a sense, yeah. because the way I looked at it is... Out of sight, out of mind kind yeah. of thing. So, they, they can still obviously make playoffs by either winning by 15 goals if everyone else wins, but that, like, come on. Or, That'd be sensible. If it was on West Brom, drop points. They beat Millwall, they've done it. But them getting in the playoffs doesn't affect us because they're not going to get in the playoffs if we win, realistically. Yeah. They're not going to, right? If we don't win, they might, but if we don't win, it doesn't matter what happens elsewhere because we have to win, yeah. if that makes sense. So anything but a win for us and nothing affects us anymore. Because it's kind of weird because we, like, we simply have to win. If we do win, so much has to go our way. But if we don't win, it doesn't matter. Yeah, if we if we do anything but win, nothing of what Blackburn do or what West Brom do. It's matters. so weird to think that it doesn't matter. We need to think about what's going on elsewhere, but we don't at the same time. Mm-hmm. It just everything is happening all at once. It's more of like a. I always think of uh, final days on the Prem season. You say like people, uh, with the but, ears, yeah. yeah, with the earpieces in. I think technology has obviously advanced. A f- a bit since then but I think a few people might have uh, the headphones in listening uh, listening into the radio the goal notifications could be celebrated like a goal if we say uh, for instance go on well I'll picture this for you Jack close your eyes picture this you're in you're in the deep you're in the cop right it's currently nil-nil between uh, Preston and Sunderland you uh, you look down at your phone it's just buzzed uh Tuber Akpom's just scored. It's uh, it's 1-0 to Middlesbrough. Uh, but there's about 10 minutes to play. Yeah, you didn't see that one going. What's what's going through your head in that in that minute? What's the score in the Sunderland game? 0-0. Right, nerves. 10 minutes to go. Nerves. Coventry are losing. But uh, Millwall have uh, just scored. To make it 1-0. To make it 1-1. Oh, <laughs> No, even one. No, no. At this point, I don't care what's going elsewhere. Like, <laughs> score, Sunderland! Just score. <laughs> uh, the 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 passion from uh, last week has really brought in you because I can tell you've been a bit reserved today because I can tell the nerves are getting to you. Yeah, a little bit. So yeah. I've mentally, I think we're not going to do it. Mm. So I'm I'm very like calm, content. So basically, it's it's a lot less complicated than it sounds, right? Let's let's yeah, we right, have, we let's have be chance. brave and assume in our minds anyway, right? Because if Blackburn get playoffs, that means we'll have failed essentially, and nothing but, else yeah. matters. That means we'll have failed, and you can assume the same for West Brom. West Brom are not going to go to Swansea to score five without reply. By the way, I can't see it happening, especially if we, also if we win like two nil, three nil, we have to win six seven nil, you know. Right, that's on record, right? If this happens, I, honest, honest, I'm done. I'm You're done. done? I'm done with football if this happens. Now I've said that. But, yeah, so it, in my mind, right, if Blackburn and West Brom finish in the top six, we failed anyway, so it doesn't matter, right? You know, we, we've done it ourselves. Quite simply, Sunderland win of Preston in any way. Sunderland win. We need Borough to beat Coventry or... Blackburn to beat Millwall or draw with Millwall. That's simple as that, right? The one problem I've got though 
when you mills but do a job because I've got no hope in Blackburn at all. <laughs> They're so bad. They are terrible. <laughs> I've got no faith in them at all. And Millwall aren't even that good at home. They've so got a Flemings lot of points. looking at that back four. Just yeah. going. Oh, he's licking his lips. He's a Ronaldinho. Oh, yeah. I've got no hope in Blackburn, but imagine Borough and Coventry to combine Jimmy Hill and one of our rivals to d- combine and do that with us. They just pass, they just pass around. I will enjoy the hole will be delayed by this sound. Hmm. <laughs> it's proper getting to you. Yeah, nerves, nerves. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll go. It's that, either way. But we'll that's go. the thing. Like you've got to think of it less on paper. You've got to think of it like from a from a human point point of view of like these are people who like they care about it more than just what's on paper. Of course, do yeah. There's um the stakes to this more than just where people are in the league. There's rivalries in this yeah. supposedly. So, I think the best way to finish would to do a little quick round of predictions. Uh, oh, look, you've put them all in as well. So we'll start off with uh, Huddersfield Redden. Let's start off team. The uh, potentially the uh, relegation decider. I'm going to put out there and say this will this game won't matter. I'm going to be wrapped up by tonight. Do you? I think Huddersfield get a point tonight. Oh, well, there you go. But. Hypothetically, the say, it, right, hypothetically, then though, I reckon Redden will give a bit, of, give a right push for it, proper go for it. I mean, they've been, they haven't been too bad under Noel Hunt actually since uh, he came in, but so I think they'll go for it. But I'm going to say a one-one draw that will finish the season. Hunter will be safe, Redden will be down. Simple as that, really. I'll go one-nil Huddersfield. Yeah. Warnock's boys to seal the deal. Redden will be a League One club next season. Happy days. <laughs> Yet another big name dropping to the third division. Another big win for football, really. <laughs> the sport is healing. Mm. They will be playing Wigan Athletic next season. And I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. And Stevenage. <laughs> Stevenage, man. The Burger King club. Uh, moving from the bottom of the championship to the top. Swansea versus West Brom. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, like, you'll be somewhere on the right lines. You already said it'll be, like, 3 0 up at one point, like, half time. I don't think it'll be that far, but I think it'll win, like, 3 1. Like, they'll proper go for it. Like, they, they've got nothing to lose, really, have they? All, all they, they, they know they just need to go out and win. So, and in some in in some case, they might have to win by a fair few goals. So, I think they'll, they'll go win 3 1 or something. Like, cause Swansea have now to play for, although they are a very good team. I, yeah, that's what I'll go for. The the anarchy inside of me wants to say four 0 just to nah, just for take the, that. just for the drama. But realistically, I'm going to say three one. Do well. you remember the other year in the playoffs? I think it was the COVID season, and uh, f- uh, it was Forest, Forest and Swansea. Stoke. Yeah, Forest were playing Stoke. Yeah, I and remember. Swansea this. were away at Redden, and there was a six goal swing. Um. And Forrest lost 4 1 and Swansea won 4 1. It's just the most ridiculous ending. Yeah. Like, how does that happen? Like, that can happen to us. Oh my God. I'll be fuming. You're, like, put, you're putting a lot on the line. Six here. goal swing. You're putting six. a lot of uh, trust in the big man here. The only way there's that big of a swing, though, is if we uh, get beat and yeah. that doesn't matter, really. So, yeah. I'll go 3 1. 3 1. Millwall versus Blackburn. You, you need Blackburn. To come up Trump's head. Oh, need to need them to get anything. Anything. But are they? A goal off 
Dom Hyams backside would do it for me. Tony Graham-esque. Yeah. Would do nicely. I'm going to go... See, Millwall, like, obviously they've got the atmosphere of the day. 2-0 Millwall. It'll be packed, won't it? Two It'll be absolutely Millwall. rammed. But, like, they've had these games this season where they're just not very good at home. Like, they've lost to Birmingham, they've lost to Huddersfield at home. Blackburn are rubbish. Uh, Blackburn have got it all to throw at, though, haven't they? Millwall. Millwall. 2-0 Millwall. 1-1. One, one. Zayn Fleming at the double. 1-1. One, one. <laughs> Up to the northeast now. Middlesbrough versus Coventry. This is where we'll we'll get let down anyway. Like this is like I don't think Middlesbrough are doing us any favors. I think Cov will win that two one. Chewback Palm not to start. Yeah, Middlesbrough, uh, although they're very good at home, got nothing to play for. They've cemented fourth place. They're guaranteed to finish there. Yeah, and Coventry are a good side. They're going to go for it. You know they've got. They 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 get a point in there. So much as a point in the playoffs, they'll win two one. At the Riverside, I think, and solidify fifth spot. Whoa. I really want to say one 0 Coventry. I don't want to say one 0 Coventry, mm. but that's what the football and gods are telling me. I'm going to say one nil. Dare I say it's two one Coventry? Yeah, two one Coventry. Okay, yeah. I'm putting. I'm putting my head before my heart here. So then, right, so the way I've got this set up, right. So, right, let me just... Do some maths. Let's just have a, a little pause there, right, and I'm looking at... He's got the calculator. Yeah, so, so the way I've set this up, right, so... Coventry ends up finishing on 72, you know, they've comfortably got in the playoffs. Millwall end up finishing on 69, Yay. as do West Brom. On a higher goal difference. So as it stands, Ooh. West Brom are in sixth. But no, they're not! Because Sunderland are going to win at Dakedale and secure a sixth place spot and play Luton in the playoffs. We're going to win 1 0 thanks to a goal from. Billy Eddie Mishu. 1 0 Sunderland, the lads, we're getting the playoffs. Come on! That's it. Maybe it's enough. How are the lads? We're going to play Luton in the playoffs and probably lose, lose. the semi-finals. But we're going to finish sixth. Yeah. There we go. I agree oh. that it's going to be 1-0 Sunland. I don't agree with the outcome. Oh, yeah, you had Millwall to win, didn't you? So you I had Millwall to win and I had Coventry to win. So you think Cov Millwall? Yeah. Oh, dang it to my heart. Well, right, this is where... In in the studio, there is a divide, right? Mm-hmm. A physical and a mental one. Uh, I'm on one side of the studio. He's as a I pessimist. Am. I'm, I'm on one side of the studio, as I am every week, doing all the controlly things. And then those two sit on the other side. What I like to I like to call their side the bias side. All I know is that if Caffrey was here now, he would be saying 2 lads lads. Yeah, that's what I mean. This is the bias side. Yeah. And this is the sensible side. Oh, too fair, you said we win. Yeah, but it wouldn't. It, it would. It would mean Jack Diddley squat. No, we will look. It's there, right? I've got you, right? Look at the camera, Dom. I'm looking and at the camera. Them that we're gonna win one nil, and Millwall are not gonna win. Sunderland are not getting in the playoffs this yes, season. Yes, we not. Are. My hair is safe. No. My hair is safe. No, we're doing it right. We're not getting in the playoffs, and we're not going to win the playoffs. We're definitely, no, we're not, definitely going to not going to win, win the, playoffs. the playoffs, right? 
So it it's doesn't really matter. But we are going to get in them. It'll be a solid, unbelievable achievement from Sunderland and Tony Mowbray. We will be playing Plymouth Argyle and Everton next season. Oh, Everton, that'd be nice. That would be lovely, wouldn't it? Well, now that this is this is essentially the final, apart from the, the playoffs, this is the final EFL episode, and it'll be Premier League Central from here on out. Uh, could be looking at a title race, who really knows, but... We'll just have to and say for now we want to stay on the the excitement of the championship. As uh, as three Sunderland fans, we've got two here. The the tension in the studio is uh, massive, and come next week, it's either going to be ecstatic on that side, of the, on the on the buyer side, or you're finally going to come over to my side, and the sensible heads will be on. Pessimists doesn't believe in the lads. If there's any uh, if there's any Luton or Middlesbrough fans, listen to this. And because uh, you will be playing in the playoffs, and you want to come rub it in, uh, all you have to do is send us a DM on at Onion Bag on Spark on the Instagram or at Onion Bag Pod on Twitter, and uh, no doubt Lane will try to fight you. Jack will probably just sit in the corner and cry, and I will sit there and take it like a man. Any publicity is good publicity. Yeah, that's great. Uh, if anyone wants to make a f- Spirit seventy three, if you listen to this, if you want to make us a customer podcast flag. For the playoff semi-final that we will no doubt get into, I'll be fantastic. Uh, Frankie, Frankie Francis, if you want to come on the show, that would be fantastic. Get us a little, little sweet in the deal. You know what I mean? That would be that would be great. But uh, I don't even know if Frankie. Li- of course, Frankie listens. Who doesn't listen to the Onion Bag podcast? I don't think there's many people. Everyone listening to this podcast right now listens to the Onion Bag podcast. That is a, that is a fact. That is a true statement. <laughs> to be fair, and why wouldn't you? Because mm. we're fantastic. But it it does feel wrong seeing. I look to my left. There's an empty yeah. chair. I'm missing my two nil lads. I'm missing my. I'm missing my Harland updates. He's saving himself for the playoff episodes. You know what I mean? You know, like yeah. Well, he'll be waiting a long time. He's saving for the Wembley episode. Well, that's confirmed. Liam Caffrey will not be returning to the <laughs> Onion Bag Podcast until 2024. It's been nice having him, but you know we'll just have to wait and see when he comes back. <laughs> Saving himself for the playoffs, man. What are you talking about? Sparksunderland.com. So, on that bombshell, I think that's a uh, a good place to leave it. I'd say today's word of the day is hope. And famously, it that is what kills you. Things if we don't get it, I won't be too bothered at all. I'll just feel like, you know, what a season. But if we do get it. See, I've already, I already think like that. Yeah. What a season we have. The yeah, but we're greedy. Want more. I want more! No, I'm not! I want more! Our, our start of the season, our ambitions were to stay up. We stayed up. Anything more than that would have been cherry on an already sweet cake. And don't worry, because next season, we're coming for you all. Yep. We Absolutely got, all we of you. We're winning the lot. We're winning the lot. We're going to take Everton, all the way, Everton and Leeds to the final day in what will be a fantastic title race for the AFL Championship. But we're going to focus on the hearing now. Middlesbrough, Luton, Coventry and Millwall are going to be the final four in the playoffs. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. Give it a big in. Just because we've got a GoPro in the studio for the first time. I think you can tell them that. No, You're go right on. with the first three, but I think you forgot about the certain red and white team who was up here. Sheffield United uh, finished second, mate. <laughs> So, I think you need to do your maths properly. But, yeah, 
we'll we'll say we'll see how how it's different. Come next week. Come next episode. I'll either be right or I'll be wrong. Chances are I'll be right, but we'll have to say. So thank you for listening to the podcast. We will see you next week. I'm very excited to be proven right uh, next week. I've been Tom Aberdeen. Thank you very much. This is a goodbye from me. Goodbye from me too. If you are a team who's got something to play for in the final day, try and enjoy yourself, okay? <laughs> Still carry away like I'm going to. Just enjoy it. Um, yeah, thank you for listening once again, guys. Spark on 107FM, on your smart speaker and online at sparksunderland.com.